Good morning and welcome to 49ers in 5, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I'm Rob Stats Carrera. Today is Friday, October 1st, 2021. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. First, we'll give you the practice report so you are up to date on where the team is for this week. The following players did not participate in Thursday's practice. George Kittle, Josh Norman, and K1 Williams. Limited, Javon Kinlaw and Elijah Mitchell. Luckily, I'm happy to say Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa were full participants in practice. Now, Thursday is usually coordinator day, but frankly, those guys were pretty boring. So let's get right to a couple players, and let's start with Nick Bosa. You know, he doesn't use a lot of words up there during the press conferences, but man, he usually says a lot. Listen to Nick talk about how he's going to deal with getting chipped by offensive players on the way to the quarterback, which the Packers did extensively on Sunday night. I just need to be better off of the chips after not just stand there like I'm shocked that it's happening. And uh, we could do a lot of things. What can you do? I don't know. Expect it more and, and get back to my rush quicker. Um, I kind of just sat there and took it against Green Bay and felt sorry for myself. So um, I need to just be ready for it. And I just didn't expect it quite as much, but. It's coming. That was definitely surprising to hear him say because he doesn't strike me as a player who just kind of stands around out there. Usually even when he gets knocked down, he gets up and gets back to it right away. But if we're going to see an even more driven Nick Bosa out there, that's obviously only a good thing. But here's the thing. He was chipped a lot against Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers was just amazing. His average time to throw in that game was 2.3 seconds. His average time. For some of the bigger throws, it was less than two seconds from snap to throw. I don't care how good Nick Bosa is or D Ford or anybody, there's nothing you can do about that. That's part of the reason that good offense beats good defense. Luckily for the 49ers, there aren't that many Aaron Rodgers out there. And that includes Russell Wilson this week. He's obviously great, but his game is not the quick passing game. So I think the pass rush is going to have more of a chance to get after him because Russ makes his plays by holding on to the ball. So Bosa and Ford and Armstead and Kinlaw and all those guys are going to be able to have more of a chance to affect him because that's just his style of play. Speaking of those Seahawks, Debo Samuel was asked for a scouting report on their defensive backs. Talking about not using a lot of words. Here's Debo's scouting report on the Seahawks. We're just going to go out there and be us and just let everything take control. Okay, I have absolutely no idea what that means. So, one more for you before we go, and this wasn't from a press conference. Trent Williams was on 95-7 the game, and he was asked about the struggles in the running game so far this season. It's football, and we got to be realistic. When the 49ers hop off the bus, they know that we want to run the ball. Those plays that, that you guys see and we that we make work every Sunday, you know, that, that team has been working on those plays four or five days straight. So in the first quarter, you're going to get everything they have and everything that they've talked about all week to stop those certain amount of plays. And running the ball, you know, it's a game of attrition, and that's thing you got to continue to – continue to run and continue to pound that rock and eventually it'll break. That sounds good, Trent, but here's my issue with it. Kyle Shanahan is supposed to be able to scheme things up 
that work against those defenses. He is supposed to be able to outsmart the guys that are working on those plays all week like you talked about. That's the allure of Kyle Shanahan, right? The offensive genius. He's supposed to anticipate what the other team is going to do and create running plays and passing plays that beat it. He has not done that so far this season. They are averaging 3.4 yards per carry this year without Raheem Mostert, who only played four snaps. That is hideous for a team whose entire offense orbits around rushing the football. So you can talk about how it's going to break and the defense gets paid too, but it's on the 49ers to come up with something new and to be more prepared against the defenses they're going to face. We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed. One thing to read on this Friday, according to a new book by ESPN's Seth Wickersham, Tom Brady told 49ers receivers coach Wes Welker that they were his top choice when deciding where to play in 2020. Welker made the 49ers aware of that. They looked into it, as we know. What kind of work did they do, and why did they ultimately decide to keep Jimmy Garoppolo? Go to NinersNation.com to find out. One thing to watch, the receivers for the Seattle Seahawks are a little banged up right now. Tyler Lockett seemingly suffered a big injury last week. He hurt his knee, and it was one of those plays where everybody came out onto the field because they were worried about him. Not only did he get up and walk off under his own power, but he returned to the game, which is crazy. But he did miss practice on Wednesday and Thursday, so his status is up in the air. Also, DK Metcalf was limited on Thursday with a foot injury, although he's likely to play in the game. One thing you may have missed, the halftime show for the Super Bowl has been announced, and it's pretty good. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar will perform for the first time on stage together at the Super Bowl halftime show. I have to admit, I might actually stay and watch this one. Usually that's when I go to the bathroom, refill my beer, get a second helping of dip, but I might actually have to watch because that's a pretty darn good lineup. That's a wrap on today's 49ers in 5. If you haven't done it already, what are you waiting for? Rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. If you like our shows and you're already subscribed, please take an extra second to drop us a five-star rating and a review. That's the best thing you can do to help us and help more people discover us. If you leave a question in your review, I promise you we will read it on the show couple of things to remember before we go here. We'll have a special preview pod with me and Brandon Scholes from our Seahawks community field goals, and we'll preview this game from every possible angle. And remember, after the game, as always, as we have done since the preseason started, a live instant reaction show on the Niners Nation YouTube page, on the Niners Nation Facebook page. It'll stream on Twitter as well. We take your questions. We react to good, the bad, the ugly, everything that goes on. We want to hear from you. It's a really interactive show, kind of a less formal thing. But, hey, sometimes after the game, you know, I've had a few drinks. Levin's had a few drinks. Maybe KP will pop on with us as well. But join us for that. And hopefully we're recapping a 49ers win. It sure as hell would be nice to beat the Seahawks, especially in our own damn building. Anyway, I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. We'll talk after the game.